Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And then there was a scandal. Vintage scandal. It was quite the scandal. I am shocked at your behavior. Well, what do we got? I decided we need, really, I should have done this a couple of weeks ago on the anniversary of his passing, but Marvin Gaye, we are going to get uh, into really the vintage scandal slash tragedy of Marvin Gaye. And of course, Marvin Gaye was just in the news just like a month ago because remember Quincy Jones gave the epic interview? Oh, those that GQ and Vulture interview. Mm -hmm. Yes, and Quincy had said um, that uh, in the interview about Marlon Brando, Marlon Brando would bleep anything, anything. He bleeped a mailbox, James Baldwin, Richard Pryor, and Marvin Gaye. Mm -hmm. And then he later apologized for his word vomit, but Richard Pryor's widow confirmed that. So Marvin Gaye's son, who was 17 at the time Marvin Gaye died, he just said, my dad didn't get it on with Brando. He just told TMZ that. But mm-hmm. I wanted, I thought it's kind of, I think it was, um, it was on the Reels channel. You know, they have, um, they have a show called, uh, well, they just explored it dead it might have been the autopsy, their autopsy show. Oh. I know it sounds like it's this creepy thing, but they're just. But getting... they tell the story about what happened to the celebrity before. Yes. They let their okay. let, yes. to their untimely demise. Yes, okay. and so Reels Channel had this on the autopsy of Marvin Gaye. So if you don't know who Marvin Gaye uh, is, you certainly know his music. Oh, of so course Johnny, you do. Oh, that voice. Oh, it's just one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Beautiful song. And, you know, when he started in the music business, he was a session guitar player. He wanted to croon like Nat King Cole. That was his... That was his dream. That That was was his musical idol. He did not know that he was going to end up being like the the king of soul, or I don't know exactly what his nickname was, but he did gain worldwide fame at Motown Records. Yes. And um, so uh, he basically helped shape the sound. Uh, He had a lot of hits, Ain't That Peculiar, How Sweet It Is to Be Loved by You, Heard It Through the Grapevine. He did the duets with Mary Wells, Diana Ross. 
Ross, Tammy Terrell, yeah. Prince Huge of Motown, hits. Prince of Soul. That's yeah, what his that's name was. That's very good. Very apt. Yeah. And during yeah. the 70s, he recorded the album What's Going On, which. Oh, which was huge. Which Barry Gordy was dead set against. Well, because yes. it was social. It, it, was, it was political. Right. It was, it, he was singing. Social he, commentary. Yeah, he was singing about the environment. Yes. And I'm telling you what, if you were to go back and listen to the songs on what's going on, many times, like we were talking about Eve of Destruction, that song written in 65, that some of the lyrics, I mean, that are historical artifacts, but because it's a specific time event. But. Just listen to some of the yeah. Marvin Gaye, what's going on? Yeah. Because this was written at the height of the Vietnam War. There's too many of you crying. One more. Brother, brother, brother. There's far too many of you dying. Yeah. And the thing about that song is that it's as relevant today. It is. The lyrics and mm-hmm. what he's writing about. The whole mm-hmm. album. The whole is album. Still yeah. relevant, relevant today. What's going on still hasn't been answered. And yeah. so that is, you know, kind of a glowing example. And it's social commentary that other artists have sampled in, you know, Beyonce, Kendrick Lamar, I think even Kanye. Yeah. And you, but you don't hear those songs on pop radio. Why? That's a good question, Mari. That's a good question. I mean, let's get it on. Uh, Um, What's this? Play the song, Donnie. You know, the one that, uh, well, of course, Sexual Healing was from the album Midnight Love. That was a great album. But the song that, you know, um, Robin Thicke and the other people are having to pay for. Oh, Got to Give It Up. Got to Give It Up, which is basically Blurred Blurred Lines. lines. and uh, and you know they were the family. The estate was awarded yes, money they were. because it is the first time I heard that song. I'm like, this sounds like Marvin Gaye party up. And this is a song that will get your party going. Yeah, I mean it still works. So <laughs> anyway, but Marvin Gaye, the thing about uh, what happened to him was that. He was uh, shot by his father, and that's a story that a lot of people go, oh, I know, his father killed him. But do you know the story of what, I mean, this is an unbelievable story. So he was shot by his father Mm -hmm. on April 1st, 1984, and uh, Marvin Gaye was the second oldest of his parents. They had four kids. And um, he had a very acrimonious relationship with his father um, since he was a kid. His dad was a Christian minister who was a very strict disciplinarian. Mm. And I'm going to say that probably meant the belt, sure. given that Marvin Gaye was, you know, born um, in the 50s or, or earlier or, than that. Oh, he would have been born in the 30s, yeah. probably. He, I think he was 44 40s. when he died. Yes. Right? Okay. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So, so it would have been very, you know, yes. bad uh, punishment. And he was also known in the entire D.C. neighborhood where they lived by everybody that he was a cross-dresser. Huh. And Marvin Gaye was bullied endlessly about this when he was a kid. Can you imagine your dad is the minister and the cross-dresser? Mm-hmm. At this time period. Mm, and right. So uh, Marvin added an E to his last name when he became famous to distance himself because his father never approved of him becoming a musician. 
So it was separating his identity from the family. Yes. And he, uh, the, his dad also resented that Marvin became the breadwinner. Sure. His wife, Alberta, became very close. The other siblings were drawing more to him because everyone was sick of uh, Marvin sick of the Sr. Nonsense. Uh, his meanness. And the meanness, yeah. yeah. Nobody wants to be beat up. So um, anyway, he found, uh, I guess they had an improvement in their relationship when Marvin Gaye found success with the album What's Going On, which came out in 19... 19- the Socially the Conscious so- yeah, album. 71, but they never found any lasting peace together. Then Marvin Gaye, he kind of had dropped out of... He didn't want to tour and, you know, make it out. But by 1983, I think he went to Europe also to uh, mm. run away from taxes. Oh. Well, yeah, those, he those will catch up with okay, you. Okay, and so, the, but the song Sexual Healing came off of the Midnight Love yes, album. And yes, then he yes. was in demand and he always had, uh, he hated touring. Marvin Gaye hated touring. He found it to be exhausting. He would do more cocaine and he just it just wasn't good for him. It made him paranoid, and then he would drink, and so he started wearing a bulletproof vest. He just really got whoa, and then something bad happened on that tour, and that he had a road crew member take his life. Oh, oh wow! Which, oh. if anyone knows anything about suicide, it is it is it so impacts people in such a devastating way you yeah. don't even know it's just really really hard yeah and marvin gay this was so that when the tour ended in august of 83 marvin gay moves back home to la la area to take care of his mama alberta who just had her hip uh, she fed fallen and broken her head so hip so he wanted to take care of her and initially marvin gay's mom Marvin Gaye and his two sisters lived in the house. And then the dad came back. He'd been in Washington, D.C. I think they owned another home. And when he moved back in the house, the girls fled because of the fighting between Marvin Gaye and his dad. Wow. They fought so much. They just didn't want to even be at the house anymore. No. And then I guess at one point, uh, Marvin Gaye went to live with his brother. And then he said, listen, I got to go back. I got to make it up. I got just one father. I want to make peace with them. So he goes back and um, to the house. But one of the things, this is afterwards in the investigation after Marvin Gaye was shot by his father, the all of the siblings confirmed that their father would always say to them because he was very, you know how like can a dad like really backhand a seventeen year old boy without mm-hmm. the boy maybe wanting to punch him back? I sure. Mean, and he always said, if any of you kids ever hit me, I'll murder you. I'll kill you on the spot. Wow. That was the thing that he said over that was, and over. That was the threat against his children. Yes. Yeah. And so, but so they, Marvin Gaye's back in the house by November. And at Christmas, he gives his dad a 38 Wesson uh, special because his dad felt that they were in an area where he needed protection. The house needed protection from intruders because people knew that the Gay family lived there. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm. four days before Marvin Gaye was shot by his father, his sister said Marvin Gaye tried to kill himself by jumping out of a speeding car mm. because he just told her later I, he couldn't take it anymore. And anyway, long story short, the day of Marvin Gaye's death, he and his father got into such an altercation, it became physical. Marvin Gaye started like kicking his father, hitting his father. The mom had to break up the physical fight. 
Marvin Gaye Sr. goes to his room, comes back with a gun, shoots Marvin Gaye in the heart once, and then again twice. And then it's done. And then oh, it is, he is dead. He is dead. Oh. And uh, But uh, the brother, Marvin's brother, I think it's, is it his brother? Uh, let me just see. Yeah, his brother, Frankie, heard the shots because they lived in a guest house property. Or a guest house on the property. Mm-hmm. So they ran into the house and Frankie is cradling Marvin Gaye as he's dying. Ugh. And Mar- Marvin, speaking above a whisper, this is what Frankie told the invest. I got what I wanted. I couldn't do it myself, so I had him do it. It's good. I ran my race. There's no more left in me. Oh, oh my and gosh. yeah, and and Marvin, Mar- Marvin mm. Gaye, uh, an autopsy was conducted. He had cocaine and PCP in his uh, blood. And during an interview with the police, um, Marvin Gaye's father said he thought Marvin Gaye was really going to hurt him. He was afraid. He didn't know the gun had bullets in it. And um, of course he did shoot him twice. And when the police asked if he loved his son, he said, let's say I didn't dislike him. And and then when he told his son had died, he wept and sobbed after realizing he killed him. And it's believed by Gay's siblings that Marvin's day, Marvin Gay's death was a premeditated suicide. And uh, Jeannie said later that by forcing his father hand in the murder, he'd accomplished three things. He put himself out of his misery. He brought relief to mom by finally him doing something that would make her divorce him. And he punished father by making certain the rest of his life would be miserable. My My brother knew just what he was doing. And I mean, he left behind no will. So everything went to his 17 year old son and his funeral was attended by 10,000 people. The New York times ran his death on the front page Mm, of the paper. I'm, I'm sure. And VH1 lists Marvin Gaye's death as the eighth most shocking moment in rock and roll. Well, I think you even just made it more shocking. Did not know some of those details. I, I didn't either. About the premeditated, About the premeditated no. thing. No, I mean, I premeditated, obviously, by months. Yeah. And um, and Diana Ross, in 1984, released the tribute song, Missing You. That's if right. you guys remember that. that. Oh, yes. So anyway, and in starting in 85, there have been Marvin Gaye tribute things around his, um, the anniversary of um, either his death or his birthday. And I think there's they're one here. Yes, well, and they're yes. within a day of each other. He yeah. was born on the 2nd of April and yeah. he died on the 1st of April. Yeah, I think they had it at Bunkers, they had mm-hmm. a Marvin Gaye. So anyway, he's an amazing man, amazing music. And maybe we come back, Donnie, you can just play us uh, an intro with the Marvin Gaye song. Okay. All right, we'll be right back.